Welcome to season four of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I am so blessed and honored that you are setting time aside in your busy day to listen to the freedom stories of my guests. Thank you so much for your continued support of this ministry and of this podcast. Enjoy this episode. Let's roll. Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina, and I am joined today by Jen Bennett. We connected online uh, so a few years ago, I believe it was. And I'm so excited to have her today. So Jen, can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes, absolutely. I am thrilled to be here. My name is Jen Bennett. I am a professor, a podcast host, and a writer and speaker. And so I'm currently working at Indiana Wesleyan University, where I am an assistant professor of strategic communication. So that means I get to teach all of what I consider the fun classes, all about (laughs) um, communicating, public relations, social media. And so I just love, love having the opportunity to do that and connect with my students. In my spare time, I'm also the host of the She Impacts Culture podcast, which is a podcast that is geared towards faith-based women who want to use their work and leadership to impact and influence culture for Christ. I am the author of the Be Worth Following book, which is all about how to stand out and be different in a crowded social media world. And um, I live in Indiana with my husband of 19 years, and we have a 12-year-old boy. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) How did you come to start all this? The communication, what led you to really want to do that? Yeah, it's really interesting. So my undergraduate degree is in communications PR. And when I was attending college, I really felt like the Lord was calling me to full-time ministry. So when I graduated, I attended a public university. When I graduated, I decided to move to another state, Texas, to be specific, and decided to get my master's at seminary. And it was during that time that I, I I still, I was just really feeling like God was calling me to ministry. And so went to seminary, got my degree and God opened up doors for me to get involved in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. When I had attended seminary, I, I didn't really know what ministry looked like. So Mm -hmm. I just went, was like, okay, well, we'll see what God does. Well, he got me involved in youth ministry. And after doing that for a couple of years, Um, in a couple of different churches, I was led to into teaching. And I remember during that time period, and part of the, that was the reason I got into teaching was because I was pretty deeply wounded by the church. And at that point in my life, I remember thinking, God, you know, this isn't what I signed up for. I thought you called me to ministry Mm -hmm. and here I am now 
um, getting ready to teach middle school students. And I remember the first day when those middle school students left, I sat in a student desk and I just cried because I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Have I just made the biggest mistake of my life? Mm -hmm. And it was during that time that God started opening up doors for me to teach. So I was a, a middle school teacher. Um, during that time, my husband and I decided, hey, let's go after our doctorates. And so we decided to go after our doctorates together. Mm -hmm. And mine was an instructional leadership and curriculum development. And I taught middle school. Then I ended up teaching high school at a private Christian school and became a school administrator and just really found that I enjoyed teaching. And throughout those years, God started showing me a different definition of ministry. Mm -hmm. After teaching a while high school and being a school administrator, I had my son and decided that I wanted to be home with him. And so I came home and I soon realized that I wanted to be home, but I still wanted to work. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was a time when social media started getting really popular online. And as I started doing it more, I was like, you know, I think I kind of like this. Mm -hmm. And so I started all of a sudden just helping businesses, ministries, organizations with their online social media presence, branding, all of that stuff and really started enjoying it. And then God opened doors for me to speak and write, be worth following and all of that. And then when my son got older, I was like, you know, I think I'd like to go back to teaching, but I want to be on a college campus. Mm -hmm. And so God opened the door for that. And so I say all of that because I'm 46 years old right now. And I feel like this is the part in my life, the point in my life where I'm finally seeing all of the puzzle pieces come together, <laughs> forming this beautiful picture. You know, back when I was hurt by the church and got into teaching, I was like, God, what are you doing? This is teaching was never on my radar, like never, but yet God led me into that. And then when social media came on, I was like, okay, this is the direction I need to go in. And now here I am teaching communication classes. It's like all come together, the teaching experience, the social media, the communication experience. And now I get to bring these two worlds together. And so here I am at the age of 46. And just now I'm like, oh, I see God. <laughs> I see what you did all those years ago. And God has completely changed my definition of what ministry is. You know, ministry isn't just church ministry. Like ministry can happen anywhere, mm -hmm. wherever God places you. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I am today through a lot of different experiences, puzzle pieces scattered everywhere. And now I see them all coming together. God does that. And it's never by our time. Right. Right. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there's who would have thought at 40, what one, I would be starting a ministry or 40 and yeah, it's just yeah. insanity. <laughs> it is. It is. But, and that's, I think that's what I love about God is that he just always knows what, what's best. Like, mm -hmm. I'm originally from Florida. I never imagined myself living in the Midwest. I'm in Indiana. It's freezing right now. 
And so here I am, but I never imagined that. And when God called me here to Indiana Wesleyan University, at the time I was in North Carolina, I was working at Wake Forest University. But when God called me here, I knew that I had to trust God, even though moving to Indiana was a little bit scary for me because I've never been in, you know, I never lived in the Midwest, nothing. And, you know, God has been so good to us here, my entire family, like beyond what we could have ever have imagined. And so at the time I was a little bit scared and fearful of moving here, but I knew deep down inside that God was calling me and my family and I had to trust him. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, God knows when the best time is. He, he knows what's best. And I really believe that the more we trust and put our faith and hope in him, the more he will show us all of those things that we so long for. So good. Absolutely. So you said you've never lived in the Midwest. Where have you lived at before? Yeah. So I spent most of my life in Florida. I'm originally from Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. and then grew up in the Florida Keys. And then after I was done with my um, education at seminary in Texas, I moved back to Florida. And that's another funny story because when I was looking for youth minister positions, I was like, God, I'll go anywhere but Miami. And um, lo and behold, that's where God sent me was Miami. And I remember thinking to myself, well, God, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life because I'm from Miami and there are no godly men in Miami. So um, here we are, God, you and me forever. And lo and behold, a month, again, God knows what's best. A month into being at Miami, I met my husband. Um, but Miami and then my husband, once we got married, we moved to right outside of Orlando, Florida. So we were there for like 15 years. And then we moved to North Carolina, which was like a dream. Like I love North Carolina and I was so happy about that. And my job at Wake Forest, I absolutely loved. I worked with an incredible team there. Um, but then God started stirring in me that he wanted me at a Christian university. And, um, when he opened up the door to Iwu, I knew that I needed to go. And, um, yeah, like I said earlier, it was, it was scary coming to the Midwest because I loved North Carolina also. And, um, but here we are. And I feel like a real adult now because I, last year, it hasn't snowed yet this year, but last year, (laughs) um, I was driving in the snow and I was like, now I've reached adulthood. I'm a real adult right now. (laughs) I've lived in Ohio my entire life and snow still makes me nervous, but ice makes me worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So I'm sure there are so many facets, which you've already started talking about when you started talking about church hurt, um, to your story. So, uh, let's talk about your freedom story. Which parts would you like to share with my listeners? Yeah. So I, you know, when I think about freedom, I would say that knowing God's definition of ministry and success for my life is where I really started to experience freedom. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, with the rise of social media, we see everybody's highlight reel. We see successes that they're having in their life. We're continually bombarded by people saying, um, 
you know, trying to sell you their program so that you mm-hmm. can be a successful entrepreneur or ministry leader or whatever. And a lot of times you'll see, you know, Hey, make a thousand dollars this week or, um, make a million dollars with your business or this or that. And at one point in my life, especially when I was working for home and trying to build my own, um, personal brand and things like that. I really struggled with some of that because I started thinking, oh my gosh, this is what my life needs to look like. I need to be a millionaire. I need to be this and that. And so I think when I finally realized that, no, God has a different definition of success for all of us, like Mm -hmm. every single one of us. And when I could finally tap into that, that's when I really experienced freedom. Like God's definition of success for my life right now is that I am an excellent professor to my students, Mm -hmm. that I am teaching my students with excellence, that I'm giving them the opportunity to flourish, that I'm opening doors of opportunity for them, that I'm allowing them to discover their voice, develop their expertise so that they can impact and influence culture. And I'm developing meaningful relationships with my students. Like that is God's definition of success for my life right now in this season of life. I don't need to be like everyone else who is making, you know, money doing this or the entrepreneur, like that's not what God's called me to right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I would say that I experienced true freedom when I finally understood what God's dreams for my life look like. And I accepted it with joy and I allowed myself to live into it. That is so good. That will resonate with people because we're all bombarded with all of those images, all of those things and emails and everything trying to get you to give money so that you make money. And it's like, it's just too much. And it's all overwhelming, even with my podcast. Like I don't need to do my podcast. Like other people do it. Mm -hmm. If I don't have this, that many downloads or this or that, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. just do what God has called me to do. Take that next step and just trust God. How did God show himself to you then? You kind of talked about that a little bit already. And how does he do it now? Yeah. Um, God, I feel like is always showing me that he is just faithful. Like Mm -hmm. if we allow ourselves to be open, Mm -hmm. he will open doors for us that we never imagined. So here's like another then example. When I applied to be that middle school teacher, the school year had already started. So I think they lost a teacher. And Mm -hmm. so I applied for this position because I was like, okay, God, I think maybe you want me to get into teaching. And in the email to the principal, I spelled principal wrong. (laughs) Okay. I spelled principal wrong. And here I am applying for a teaching position. (laughs) And I remember thinking after I had sent the email thinking, oh man, well, there goes that opportunity, you know, nothing worse than spelling principal wrong as you're sending an email to the principal and you're applying for a teaching position. (laughs) And so I was like, well, that's not going to happen. It happened. Like I got the job. And so I say that because that's where God wanted me. And despite my human nature of making a mistake, a dumb mistake, God still opened that door for me and still showed himself faithful 
during that time. And the now of moving to the Midwest, not having all of the answers to everything, um, but yet still choosing to step out in faith, God showed himself faithful. And it's in every one of those little experiences that I've experienced freedom because mm-hmm. when God, when I've taken those steps of trust, not having all of the answers and still moving beyond my fears and my worries, God showed himself faithful and just showed, gave me even a little bit more freedom to experience what God had for me. That's great. So good. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. You guys can't see this because I don't release videos, but (laughs) I have her book be worth following in my hands. And I received it, um, what, a couple years ago from you. Um, so let's talk about this. What, I mean, you kind of talked about already a little bit about what gave you the idea. Um, but how did you, uh, make the connections to be able to, uh, write this book and what's come of this book for you? Yeah. So, you know, when I decided to write this book, I was working full time in social media and helping a variety of individuals with their online platforms. And one of the things that I noticed is that there was just so much nonsense on social media, even Mm -hmm. like today, there's just a lot of nonsense on there. And I just really felt convicted, especially as a Christ follower, that we needed to be worth following online. Because I believe even with the nonsense that's on social media and all of the noise that we can really use social media for good mm-hmm. and that we can make an impact in the lives of others by what we post and what we share. And so that book, when I wrote it, is geared towards the faith-based entrepreneurial woman, but it doesn't even have to be an entrepreneurial woman. It can be um, a woman that just uses social media on a regular basis. And I decided to write a book around social media that was completely different than other social media books out in the market at that point, because the foundation of my book is a biblical God foundation. Mm -hmm. And so that book is all about how we as Christ followers can be worth following online so that ultimately we can impact and influence the lives of others. That's great. The one section that I was looking at was talking about fear. And um, can we talk about the fear that uh, people go through? Yeah. When it comes to social media. Yeah. I would say that right now, because I even struggle with it at times, um, is like the fear of just being honest and putting like out a video, you know, where we mm-hmm. just record a quick video. And so sometimes I think our fear of, well, if I say this on social media, or if I share something that's not a highlight reel, or if I get on camera real quick on my phone, what will people think? What will people say? How will people respond? What if people disagree with me? What if people leave me a nasty comment, you know? And so I think sometimes those fears can hold us back from sharing what it is that God's laid on our heart to share. Um, even when I started my podcast, I had to deal with some fears and now I just put it out there on social media. But the, at first it was a little bit fearful. Well, my gosh, what if somebody listens to this episode and they take this the wrong way, or they take, wait, she had that guest on her pod, like fears that can ultimately hold us back from doing what God has called us to and ultimately experiencing all that he has for us. And so, yeah, I think it's something that we have to work through 
because God wants to use us. God wants to use our stories. God wants to use the messages that we have to impact his world, but we got to cross over from fear to faith and know that if God's laid something on our heart, that we need to go after it, we need to share it because you never know whose life you might be impacting online by sharing your story, your message. Absolutely. That's something that like God has definitely shown me through doing all this. Yeah. Because um, the fear is real and the comparison is real. Yes. And all of those things that people kind of shove down your throat that you're supposed to be and you're supposed to do. So yeah, it's so real. So absolutely. And I wonder how many voices we don't hear because of fear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know somebody's going to get something from that. <laughs> Good. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what verses have kept you anchored throughout your, uh, time as a teacher through your life, through your experiences? Yeah. So I'm sitting in my office right now and in my office here at Indiana Wesleyan university, I have this, um, plaque and it's a, it's Joshua one nine mm-hmm. and it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. And I'll tell you, I think that one, there's a lot that have spoken to me, but I really love that one because it just reminds me that even when I'm afraid when I'm discouraged, that God is with me and wherever he sends me, wherever he keeps me, that he is with me. And so that verse has just guided me for so long. And it's funny because I have that. And then right underneath it, I have another plaque that says, you are exactly where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's just a reminder to me also, because I'm an achiever. And so I'm always like ready to go, go, go. Hey, what's the next big challenge (laughs) that I can face and do and, and all of that. And so, yeah, I would say Joshua one nine has really impacted me, has encouraged me and has reminded me that wherever it is, I go, wherever God places me, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be discouraged that God is with me. I love that plaque so much. <laughs> both of them, actually. They both yeah. sound so good. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you have any final thoughts for my listeners? And also, how can they uh, find you? Yeah. So I would just say um, hold tight to God. You know, maybe you find yourself in a season right now where um, you're questioning a lot of things, and the last thing you feel is freedom. And, um, I would just encourage you to hold tight to God, even if you don't understand what's happening right now, know that he's got your life in the palm of his hands and that he is going to take care of you. And so hang in there. Um, The best place for people to connect with me, they can go to my website, which is drjenbennett.com. And I am on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and they can find me on those platforms at Dr. Jen Bennett. Great. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know I've been encouraged and I know that my listeners will be as well. So thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you. This was a joy.
And a side note, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in March. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, have a great week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm so blessed and grateful that you have taken your time to listen to this episode and to allow the freedom stories of the individual to be a part of your day. So let me know what you loved about the episode by heading over to the Instagram page at Anchored by the Sword podcast or over to the Facebook page for Anchored by the Sword and let's have a conversation. Also, I would really appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this episode so that other people can find this podcast. So blessed to have you here. Have an amazing week. God bless.